First, uh, let us tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile uh, knows that restricting free speech is restricting truth. The left has crossed the line, silencing conservatives across America. Shadow bans, Twitter, Facebook, blocked on YouTube. You need to put your money where your mouth is, where your heart is. Patriot Mobile, they will give you the same great service, the same coverage. It's on the same cell towers. But they're not going to take your money and donate money to Planned Parenthood. And that's what happens every time you go with these big uh, cell companies. They are actually working against what you believe in. Not Patriot Mobile. Sign up now. Get activation fee waived at PatriotMobile.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. (sighs) This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's finally here. A day I've been waiting for since 1987. I am so excited. Joe Biden, he's, well, we, I mean, he's run for president over and over and over and over again and continually loses. But, 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 this time, this time, it might be his turn. <laughs> and a very exciting announcement, and quite surprising, honestly, Joe Biden will take you to that exciting announcement in, <laughs> in one minute. Yeah! This is the Glenn Beck Program. Paper. My gosh, listen to this piece of paper. Do we cut a whole tree down for this piece of paper? Well, it's Earth Week. So oh, is that we what it is? So cut. we went for card stock yes. for our Thickest for our paper notes? possible was our goal this week. <laughs> okay, good, good. I like that. I want to talk to you a little bit about X chair. It's more of a recliner than an office chair, but it is an office chair. Uh, and it is not the kind of... Have you sat in some of the old office chairs? Like, we have backstage. We have them for props and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have, like, these office chairs from, like, the 1950s. How did people walk? They were sitting in an office chair, you know, working on a... I don't know, an abacus. Abacus? Abac- is that right? Abacus? Abacus? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. It's one of those words that you say, and then you're always like... That cannot be a word. Anyway, they're working all day in these really uncomfortable metal chairs. God bless them. That's the why pe- people were leaving office jobs for the coal mines. Oh, they yeah, they like, were yeah, leaving office jobs. They were like, oh, thank God for the Nazis. I can go and try to kill them. Uh, I've been sitting in this office chair. Yeah, I'm ready to kill some people. Anyway, X chair, really, really comfortable uh, and now priced uh, for really any budget. You have the, you know, they have the Super X chair. I don't even know what it is, but I think Professor X actually pushes you around in it. They also have X chair Endgame. Right. Which is coming out uh, coming out tonight. Yeah. I hear it's really sad. <laughs> yeah, I hear it's, it's really sad. <laughs> anyway, X Chair Basic Model now a hundred dollars off, as low as twenty eight dollars a month with zero percent financing. Order today and get a free footrest. I'm telling you, this is the best chair you've ever sat in. If this this is, I would watch. I would go to movie theaters that had this chair in for the regular oh, seat. That would be awesome. 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 Uh, it is really as much of a recliner as it is an, an office chair. X chair on sale now. $100 off. Go to xchairbeck.com. That's the letter X, chairbeck.com. Or call 844-4X-CHAIR. 844-4X-CHAIR. Bad throwing this paper away. Plant it. See if it'll grow again. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the program. Very exciting day. Draft pick. The NFL draft pick. 
uh, is happening today. You sound and, convincing uh, just the way you're talking about it, Glenn. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, the 2019 NFL Draft is, of so. course, tonight. But the real action happens on today's radio program where Glenn will personally select and do his own mock draft uh, so you can watch you mean a mock draft. Are you, is this you're mocking me? No, that's not when you do a draft in advance of the actual draft. They call it a ah. mock draft. So, so we weren't mocking President Obama when he did his, you know, final four thing. Yeah, no one calls that a mock final four. No one no calls one, that. No one calls it. They call it a mock draft. Okay. And so you will go through and you have we've given mm. Glenn a selection of 20 players. And given me nothing be, to judge them on except their picture, which I think is unfair. And, not true at all. Yes. Uh, of course, we've given you uh, vital statistics about them. Their height and their weight. Yes. And where they're from. And where they're from. Yeah. Well, okay. where they went to college. All right. And we so give you where they're from. But we have right. a picture of them. So you yeah, can judge okay. by their you could judge by their appearance. You can judge by And I can tell a lot by appearance. I mean, there's, by the way, there's you could a, also use your knowledge. You could use your knowledge of um uh, you know a sport uh, of enjoyed sports. by men all over the country. And, right. And, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say a big negatory on that one. Uh, and just keep knowledge right out of this draft. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's coming up. Uh, hour three. Mike uh, Lee is joining us. Oh, I've got a lot to ask Mike Lee. He, Mike Lee comes to mind more than I think anybody else during the week on this show. Wouldn't you agree? We always say, I don't know. Gosh, I wish we could ask Mike Lee that. Yeah, well, tough issues. He, you know, he rules. You, you feel like this is a guy who's going to understand the constitutional underpinning of yeah, everything. So, like, right. it, it makes, you know, sometimes these things are a little difficult and yeah. uh, we're not smart enough for them. So then right. we say, can we just call Mike Lee and then he can tell us the answer? <laughs> That's right. Which is, it's <laughs> like if they, we could just download him and I could keep him in my pocket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, forget Siri. What does Siri know? Is I it, want a Mike Lee app. Isn't one of the the uh, the uh, superheroes in, in Endgame with the Avengers and stuff? Isn't that Ant-Man? Isn't he in this? Yes. No, okay. I mean, okay, I so wanna, there you go. No, you I had an Ant Man sized Mike Lee. Oh, no, that's that's creepy and weird. I just want a disembodied voice coming from my phone. Oh, okay. Telling me, I want a virtual Mike. I want to, you know, like a Siri app. I think there's money to be made on this one. I think we develop a Mike Lee constitutional app. Hey, Mike, how can we make this stop? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. <laughs> Here's the web. What Wikipedia <laughs> says about that. Oh, stupid Siri. I hate that. I oh. hate that. Anyway, uh, so Mike's joining us here in a second. But let's get to the big exciting news. Joe Cella. Joe Cella is happening. Mm-hmm. Woo! Woo-hoo-hoo. It is the burning man of <laughs> politics. He is. There's so much excitement around this. He is very excited, uh, and he has released the video. Joe Biden is in the race officially. Oh, we have to move him over on our fancy board over here. Oh yeah, uh, he is in it's the race. Really uh, he joins as the as the candidate leading in mm-hmm. basically every poll and basically every state. The only mm-hmm. place he's not consistently leading is in New Hampshire. Which there you have both Elizabeth Warren from next door, and you have Bernie, uh, Sanders. Bernie Sanders from next door. Um, people who live next door to Elizabeth Warren don't like her that much, so she's not close to the top. Yeah, they're like, we don't want her here. We want her in Washington. Can you just please, yeah. please, America, elect her president so she's not here. <laughs> and Bernie uh, is doing very well there. But mm-hmm. Biden, I think, is second there. He's way ahead in, in South Carolina. He's way ahead in uh, in Nevada. He's I think right he there. only has one place to go, though, down. Yeah, you know, I go back and forth on this. I yeah. think he's a he is a tougher general election candidate than a great fit for this particular primary so it's going to be 
it's going to be interesting. I think that wing of the party, the very tiny wing, like, you know, every once in a while you get a bucket of wings and there's one like deformed wing <laughs> right. that you could barely. You're like, I think this yeah. is a frog leg. Yeah. <laughs> and it does. It doesn't have it doesn't have it's not coated in buffalo sauce. It's coated in like Fruit Loops. And you're like, what happened <laughs> what? in the kitchen? That's kind of the size and scope of the of the moderate wing of right. the Democratic Party right, right now. Mm-hmm. But if everyone were to align around him. He'd have a chance to get through the primary, and if, and he's certainly the favorite as of this moment. Yeah, it really depends on whether the Democrats are going to vote like the Republicans voted last time, which was anyone but Hillary Clinton, and this guy will take her out. Right, and it, and that is Biden polls better against Donald Trump than every other candidate yeah. in the field so, by a by a decent margin. Right, too. if they if they are a. And the, the, and I'm not I'm not sure that these are uh, these are um, things that we would be able to tell until the very end because people's rage on the left is so crazy about Donald Trump that they might just say anybody but Donald Trump and this guy could win and so they won't care about his policies. On the other hand, uh, we'll see how much they do believe. How the core of Democrats believe in, you know, social justice and and, uh, you know, environmental justice. He's going to say all the right things, but he's not going to look like the reformer. You know, you got to remember, we live in a world now in a world gone mad. We live in a world where a comedian was just elected uh, president with no policies in Ukraine. Okay, that's a serious country with serious issues, and they just elected a comedian that didn't lay out any policies. So people are just sick of politicians. That's going to hurt Joe Biden. But his scrappiness, his willingness to, um, his willingness to, you know, be a dogfighter, is going to help him. Yeah, he's yeah he he will mix it up. He doesn't mind getting in. He has he has some Trump sort of qualities, you know, where the left will, you know, sometimes the right even will do this when Trump says something that's eh, maybe not right or maybe a little offensive or, you know, whatever. There's a good portion of conservatives and Republicans that are like, ah, you know, look, it's Donald Trump. You're like, look at his policies mm-hmm. with Joe Biden gets that same treatment from the left. And unlike Donald Trump. He also gets it from the media. Mm-hmm. So people, when he says the you know dumb thing about television being invented in 1492, <laughs> like it, he just, ah, it's Joe. Joe just does these things. And it's not, you know, look, look at the big picture here. He's got but these he, policies. Hang on just a second. But he doesn't make a lot of those crazy flubs. I mean, there's no way we have audio of him just making ridiculous statements. Oh, no, I don't think that's possible. I mean, Mama lived in, uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's wait, your mom's still your mom's still alive. And your dad passed. God bless her soul. Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. 
In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So I'm not joking. We got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and... And clean, nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook. They're gonna put you all back in chains. Yeah. So there's nothing. There's nothing that oh. Joe Biden might say that's crazy from time to time. But let's listen to his announcement in one minute. Stand by. First star sponsor this half hour. Back to the program in less than a minute now. 1-800-Flowers is our sponsor. 1-800-Flowers. Show mom how much you love her with 1-800-Flowers.com. They are right now, until Friday, offering 36 for 36. 36 sorbet roses for $36. That's a dollar per rose. You're not going to be able to get 36 roses for this price when you're a you know just a couple of days away from Mother's Day is Mother's Day weekend? Is that in two weeks? Do we know? Wait, what? When is Mother's Day weekend? I have uh, an incredible idea because I'm obviously planning for it, but uh, just off the top of my head, I'm just uh, not sure. Okay, thank you very much for that, Stu. I appreciate that. Uh, right now, you can get ahead of the Mother's Day rush, which might be this weekend, May twelfth. May twelfth is what I May was. 12th. What, that's what I was trying to say. If you didn't cut me off, okay. Wait a minute. 1-800-Flowers. 1-800-Flowers for the uh, Mother's Day bouquet. 36 Sorbet Roses for $36. You have to hurry. This ex- this expires tomorrow. Is tomorrow Friday already? Wow. Yes. It expires tomorrow. Or no. Don't know. We don't know what day of the week no. it is. Um, we don't know. Don't ask us who right president now. of the United States is. We may not know at this point. 36 Sorbet Roses for 36 bucks at 1-800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the uh, radio icon and enter the code BECK. Again, the code is BECK at 1-800-Flowers.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, here it is, uh, the, the tape that we've all been waiting for. Here he is, Joe Biden. Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. Very exciting. We know it by heart. We do. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Oh, by the way. That all men are created right. equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Okay, stop for a second. Now, this is something we've argue with people over before and there is a legitimate history there's a reason to say inalienable but when you are (laughs) on the screen it says unalienable and in he's talking about knowing it by heart so he's actually this is a produced video obviously he's saying inalienable and on the screen, it says unalienable, which is what it actually says. But there, I mean, you, you can say it either you way. You can say it either way. Historically yeah. speaking, you could say it either way. Right. But, but if you, you are quoting it and saying you know it by heart, you should have unalienable. I mean, again, because right. this is not from a speech. This is not, you know, if you were just doing, you're recording this. Yes. The one time you can be perfect and not make a flub. 
You know, somebody could say, cut, Joe, you got to say unalienable because that's what's going to be on the screen. Okay, go ahead. Take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and like, it's not as it's not a huge gaffe. And it's like one of those it's things just, where technically it is unalienable. However, I mean, you, you've done the history of this before, and I can't remember. I can't it exactly. remember it either. It's but it's, it's it's the same word, inalienable, unalienable. I can't remember. I can't remember and it was what said by the founders in both ways yeah. at times. And it's it's but it's just funny because here he is saying he knows it by heart. It's on the screen as the opposite word. It kind of goes to the idea of I want this job, but not that much, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to work oh, that hard. But you haven't heard the passion that's coming. Okay, okay. All right. Listen ahead. to the intensity and passion of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. We've heard it so often, it's almost a cliche, but it's who we are. We haven't always lived up to these ideals. Jefferson himself didn't, but we have never before walked away from them. Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment for this nation in the last few years. It was there on August of 2017 we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open. I mean, can we stop for a second? Think of the press we're giving these meaningless zilches of groups like white supremacists. I mean, they give them so much attention as if they're controlling the entire country. There was like 300 people at this event. And yes, they were all horrible. Yes, they were all saying Jews will not replace us and are complete disasters. Remember when they tried to redo the event the next year and no one showed up? Like, (laughs) is this really? We're launching a presidential campaign over a bunch of people that are just zilches in our society. Because people now know that fear is the is the currency of the day. Everybody in Washington seems to know it. Yep. Maybe with the exception of our guest next half hour. Yeah. Mike maybe, Lee. Maybe. I mean, but that's about it. I mean, there are not there are not a lot of exceptions to that one at this point. All right, go ahead. Their crazed faces, illuminated by torches, veins bulging. At no point do you actually see any veins bulging. Now I think I get what he's going for. They were angry. But I there was not a there's not a noticeable vein issue with this particular event, was right. there? I no, I I mean I okay. wasn't I wasn't checking all of their body parts. <laughs> if it would have been on their face or on their neck, I think I would have noticed. Now but. I know maybe that is where Joe usually goes, though. He's yeah, usually it it's usually really close look to the at neck. That vein. Maybe this is just the way he recognizes people. <laughs> he's, he's always he's either the smell of the hair. It, or maybe the, it's not even the smell. He's like he. It's more of a. They're not angry. <laughs> He just has to move their hair. They're not angry. That's what he's looking for. There we go. Okay. Okay. More from Joe Biden. Chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. And heard in the Democratic Party today. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans. And a violent clash ensued. And a brave young woman lost her life. And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? With those words, the President of the United States assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. And in that moment, so I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. Okay, stop for a second. So this is a guy who was a senator throughout like a good chunk of the Cold War. 
Mm -hmm. But the threat of Donald Trump saying there's very fine people on both sides is the greatest he's ever seen. (laughs) Wow. That's that's quite a that's that's quite a thing. He may have poor eyesight. Yeah, I think (laughs) uh, or bad judgment. It could be bad judgment. Maybe bad judgment. This is a guy. And now, of course, he says these things all the time. Like when he said getting uh, Osama bin Laden was the most difficult Difficult. decision in 500 years. Yeah. Which is there's a lot of there's been a lot of decisions in that time period. (laughs) Look at a half a millennia here. A lot of people make a lot of tough there's calls. A, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not like the rest of them were easy. Right. You know what I mean? But I mean, gosh, I don't know. Maybe we should go try to find the biggest terrorist on earth that we've all been trying to find right. for, you know, a decade. And everybody who's on the side of good and not the side of the evil Allah. Right. You know, everybody's like, I mean, even Muslims are like, yeah, no, we got to get, get him. We gotta get yeah, that guy. Absolutely. Of course we got to get that guy. Even a lot of Muslim extremists were like, yeah, he's too far from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that was a real tough call from the White House somehow. somehow. I, it's hard to imagine. Okay, um, more Joe Biden? Yeah. Okay. I wrote at the time that we're in the battle for the soul of this nation. Yes. Well, that's even more true today. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. We are. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. Stop. Just a minute. But I thought you were for a fundamental yeah. transformation of the United <laughs> States of America. It was your actually you actually campaigned on it, Joe. <laughs> right. That was that was the deal. Yeah. Fundamental transformation of the United States of America. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, one thing you notice here from Joe as well, uh, which separates him from every other candidate in the field, including Sanders is his he's going right, right after Trump. Yep. This is not a this is he, not a hey, let me tell you about my wonderful vision for the future. This is not necessarily like let me tell you about some great policy really ideas. Let me introduce you. Really smart. It's going after Trump yeah. head on. And because that is the thing that will get him uh the nomination is the guy who can take on Trump. Yep. That's and that's if his he path. picks the fight and Trump responds to Biden, then it will be It'll be really a lock. If he if Trump starts to fight him now, it'll be seen by the Democrats as, oh, he's going to take him on. He can take him on. He's got it. He's got it. Uh, and it will. It's very smart on Joe Biden, uh, on Joe Biden's uh, Joe Biden's part. But whoa, what a riveting, what a riveting reason to elect Joe Biden. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, Mother's Day is just right around the corner. Stu, yes. just off the top of your head, what day is Mother's Day? Uh, it's May 12th, Glenn. Yeah, Obviously. like it always is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. Anyway, Mother's Day, uh, for a limited time only, 23andMe is taking $30 off their health and ancestry kit until May 13th. Now, the, the health part is really important. The wellness report, she can learn how her genes play a role in her well-being and, and her lifestyle choices. There's a lot of stuff that... Uh, she may be predisposed to have that she has no idea. This, the 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit will help her discover those things. Plus, you can explore with mom your family history, which is just amazing. It truly is amazing. You can actually go online and see all the people that you may not even know that are related, directly related to you. 
It's the 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit for Mother's Day. Only for Mother's Day, you get $30 off. So just go to 23andMe.com slash Beck. That's the number 23andMe.com slash Beck and get mom her health and ancestry kit. It's a really unique, great gift. Well, Mike Lee served in the Senate with every one of the 9,437 candidates running for the Democratic Party. Maybe we'll get his take on them coming up. If you ask me, Simply Safe is the only company doing home security right. Because the traditional companies have outdated systems and expensive long-term contracts. Or you have security gadgets that you need to monitor yourself. But Simply Safe has the around-the-clock 24 professional monitoring and police dispatch covering every door and window in your home for $15 a month. Plus, you can install it yourself in less than an hour. Get 10% off your system right now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. We are so excited to have the one, the only, Senator Mike Lee uh, with us. Uh, really, truly, Mike, uh, we are honored to have you. You are a guy, I remember the first time we spoke, you were in your car. I think I called you, right? Yes. And uh, did you know I was going to call? I think somebody had told me I might be getting a call from you at some point. Yeah. I and was you in were, Provo Canyon in yeah. Utah. And uh, and he pulled his car uh, to the side of the road and we chatted for probably a half an hour. And uh, I asked you some, I think, some pretty tough questions. And right. Yes. Starting with, are you concerned with the eternal welfare of your soul? <laughs> it's an interesting way to open up a conversation. Uh, right. I right. think his response was, I was expecting. hang on, I think I need to pull over. <laughs> uh, but we had a, a great conversation, um, and, and really it was about how, how convicted are you on the principles, the Declaration of Independence and the, and the Constitution of the United States, and could you and your wife handle what you were walking into? Is it what you, is it better, worse, or about what you expected? About what I expected, but a little worse in some ways. Mm -hmm. I, I think I had overestimated the extent to which the American people would rally quickly against the explosive growth of government that was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and underestimated the difficulty of changing things. But in many respects, it's the same. And yes, my wife, Sharon, was with me. And, yeah. and we had to pull over in part because Provo Canyon has a lot of dead cell yeah. phone spots. And in part because I wanted to make sure I could pay full attention to our conversation. There yeah. were times when I had to mute it and say, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Um, let me ask you this. We, we just did an expose on Joe Biden. He announced that he was running today. And um, we did an expose, which which comes from a couple of really good investigative reporters. Uh, one of them is Peter Schweitzer, and the other one John is John Solomon. From the Hill. And, um, it, I mean, they have this thing really locked down. What he and his son and John Kerry's son, they started a, uh, a, a fund to be able to, uh, you know, an investment firm. Uh, and they started it right after dad was sworn into office. They don't have any experience. And they went over to the Ukraine. They were doing a deal while dad was doing a deal with Ukraine. Uh, you know, Joe Biden is very proud that he got an investigator fired over there because of corruption. But what 
people don't talk about is the fact that that investigator was investigating Joe Biden's son on the board of this very corrupt gas company in the Ukraine. He also went over and did a one point five billion dollar deal with the Bank of China. His son did while Joe was meeting with the top ranking officials. He got in. He was uh, they invested in a in the main kind of their Lockheed Martin of China, which was trying to, in fact, did steal some of our stealth technology. They also invested in a company uh, that uh was um, a nuclear company that was nailed by the FBI while Joe Biden's son was part of the board, uh, nailed by the FBI for uh, stealing our nuclear secrets. It's such cronyism. Nobody is paying attention to this. And I wondered, and Mike, maybe you can help me out on this. Is that because nobody wants to bring this up because everybody's doing this? I can't imagine that everyone's doing that. That's a pretty big deal. There are people who don't do $1.5 billion in deals in a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a whole in a year. Whole lifetime and an eternity. Uh, I can't imagine that that is terribly common. And I can't imagine that that's not going to become an issue with the presidential it campaign. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And it's the same kind of thing that, you know, Clinton was doing these shady deals uh, over uh, what was it with the with Gazprom and it really never went anywhere and it was all you know circumstantial evidence this he it, it's all documented and I'm sure it's all legal but he is using the muscle of the United States of America when he was vice president Peter Schweitzer said he was the most corrupt vice president in all of American history do you suppose that a Republican uh, vice president doing such things would get away with that? And no, not have it reported no. out extensively. And John Kerry's son. I mean, when he was secretary of state and Joe Biden was the vice president and they had all this power, the government of China was giving their sons one point five billion dollars to invest. That's very impressive and very stunning yeah. in its uh, significance for a system of government. So I'm I'm I guess what I'm asking is, uh, you know, I, in some ways, if we don't turn around, we're we're probably 1989 uh, Russia, where people in your position, people in Washington might begin to see the handwriting on the wall and say, you know what, we're not going to turn this ship I'm already positioning myself for what comes after. And what comes after this is probably a really nasty uh, oligarchy where you've got these people who are just pulling all the strings. Is, are, are, is corruption so bad in Washington that nobody cares about this or do they not know? Look, I, I don't think that Washington is the kind of place where no one cares about this. I suspect it has more to do with them not knowing. I also gather that someone running for president, uh, if he has done this, is going to have that exposed and that's going to become a problem for him. Are you concerned, Mike, about uh, the Democrats uh, that are running? Is there anybody? I know you you get along with Bernie Sanders. Oh, sure. But you don't agree with any of his policies. Um, 
do you see anybody on the other side? You don't even have to name a name, but do you see anybody on the other side that you think isn't really dangerous to the constitutional republic? Well, let me put it this way. I, I see every single Democratic presidential candidate seems to be moving to the left, and they're all moving in lockstep. It's like a one-way leftward-turning ratchet. Uh-huh. Each time any one of them moves further to the left, they all try to outdo each other. And it doesn't go the other way. No, it doesn't go the other way. And the problem is, this is not just a sort of red team versus blue team, team A versus team B sort of a thing. This is a different political ideology. It's a different concept of what government is, what it's for, and what dangers it poses to the American people. How close are we to turning on the Constitution and Declaration and not being able to reel it back? You know, I I tend to believe, Glenn, that we're always close to that point. I've come to believe that we have been close to that point at every moment since the American Revolution. Freedom and constitutionally limited government, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the notion of the the inherent dignity of the immortal human soul Mm -hmm. relative to a big, brooding, omnipresence of a government. These are things that are part of human nature. And unless we make a deliberate decision that we're not going to have those things, and unless that decision is remade every day and within every generation— we will always reach that point you described. But we've not been to a place to where um, the the left, for instance, on the Second Amendment, you've got to watch about eight fronts on that. They're going through the courts. They're going through the banking system. They're doing all kinds of stuff right now. And any of them could um, uh, could mean the end of the Second Amendment as we know it. Uh, that's right. Uh, people trying to punish others for engaging in certain types of businesses if you transact in firearms, for example, you might find it difficult uh, to get along in the banking world uh, or, or any other disfavored industry. Uh, anything deemed sufficiently unwoke uh, runs the risk of falling victim to that kind of activity. Did you it see the, trouble? Did you see the AOC um, questioning of uh, the bankers, which she said to the head of Wells Fargo? No. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, you know what? Let me take a break, and then we're going to find that audio. Uh, Because you have to hear it where she was basically threatening the banks, uh, saying you're engaging in lending, you know, money to oil companies. We're going to start holding you responsible for any time anything goes wrong and climate change. It's remarkable. We'll get your thoughts on that here coming up in a second. First, we break. Also to update you, we have uh, the first part of the Biden expose. This is on Ukraine, and this is now available for free on YouTube. Um, it's, uh, you can also go to, to my Twitter at uh, World of Stew, and uh, I am putting the link up there right now. So make sure you watch that because this has been something that has only been available to subscribers. It's now free because of the Biden announcement. We want people to actually, you know, be able to dig in there. And, uh, you know, the Ukraine thing is not the big one. The China thing. Ukraine, you'll watch as Pat watched this the other day. And he came in he's, and he was all talking about just Ukraine. And I was like, no, 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 wait. Watch part two of this. It's even worse than that. And he couldn't imagine how it could be worse. It is. Uh, Mike Lee will continue to join us here in a second. We want to talk to him also about his new book, Our Lost Declaration, Our Lost Declaration, well worth having in hardcover in your home. Give it to your kids, give it to your grandkids, and keep a copy for yourself. It's really important. Mike Lee, Our Lost Declaration. 
CarShield is our sponsor this half hour. CarShield knows that it is not the same. I mean, when I was, you know, when I was dumb enough to buy a DeLorean back in the 80s, oof, was that a (laughs) stupid move. Uh, I remember seeing the check engine light and the and the temperature gauge going up at a stoplight and going, oh, my gosh, I am so screwed and I don't have the money to fix it. Uh, Now, fixing your car is not a quick run to pep boys. There are things you cannot do. And how do you pay for a sensor that's a thousand dollars? That's what repairs on cars are like now. When your warranty is done, you have to have extended coverage. CarShield will cover you and take care of you every step of the way. CarShield.com. I have this on my used trucks, and I'm telling you, they have saved my bacon so many times. CarShield.com. Call 800-CAR-6000. That's 1-800-CAR-6000. CarShield.com. Use the promo code BECK. Mike Lee, who has just uh, penned a new book that is important for everybody's collection, important to read, but also important to keep. Our Lost Declaration is the name of the book by Senator Mike Lee. He's with us here for uh, probably about another 40 minutes, um, and then he's going to be on TV with me tonight. Uh, lots to talk to him about. I, I want to go over this audio uh, from uh, Casio cortez and what she was saying to uh, the Wells Fargo and other banking executives. Listen. Mr. Sloan, why was the bank involved in the caging of children and financing the caging of children to begin with? Uh, I, I don't know how to answer the, that question because we weren't. Uh, so in finance, you've, you were financing and involved in debt financing, of course, Civic and Geo Group, correct? For a, for a period of time, we were involved in financing one of the firms. We're not anymore, and the other. I'm not familiar with the, the specific uh, assertion that you're making, but we weren't directly involved in that. Okay, so these companies run um, private detention facilities run by ICE, which uh, which is involved in in caging children. But I'll, I'll move on. So she goes on to talk about oil spills and climate change and you're lending money to oil companies. So aren't you responsible? Shouldn't we hold you responsible for climate change damage? Your thoughts? Well, first of all, she's shaming someone for being the banking intermediary for someone assisting a law enforcement agency. Correct. (laughs) If she wants to disagree with our laws. If she wants to disagree with how they're enforced, she ought to take that up with lawmakers and law enforcement and law enforcers. I don't quite understand why it makes sense to take that up with. So I'll tell you why. Here it is. He said for a period of time, we were involved with financing one of the firms. Uh, We were not. uh, We're not anymore. So here's the thing. They were Wells Fargo was featured November 2016 in a report along with nine other banks of lending to Core Civic and Geo Group, uh, 444 million, blah blah blah. The same uh, period of time in which the photo of caged children misattributed to the Trump administration was taking uh, was taken. Wells Fargo and other banks decided to reevaluate their lending activity to private prisons amid the controversy over the Trump administration's immigration policies. So she, the reason why she's bringing it up is because it's working. The public shaming. Yes. Public shaming of people who dare to provide financing for another company that provides outsourced law enforcement assistance. You know that Cuomo. You know that Cuomo is doing that with the banking uh, executives in New York. If you lend money to anybody who is a gun manufacturer or a gun uh, store, 
we're going to have to send in more investigators because we think those guys are up to shady things. So if you want your you want your approval every year, you want your audit to go smoothly, don't do business with them. I suppose the good news here is that we're not dealing with the government itself forcing it. We're dealing in some ways with uh, shaming by public officials through private channels and sometimes with a public stage. I mean, isn't that the same as the brown shirts? It wasn't the government. It was an outside of the government arm. Yeah. People can still arrange financing from another bank. But what happens when everyone turns against all other banks? Correct. Does that mean nobody will be able to enter into a contract to provide support for a law enforcement agency? Right. And if that happens, what does that do to our ability to enforce the law? What does I, that do to President Obama's it, administration's ability to cage children, as uh, as happened? We are we are <laughs> sitting here in a time where people are not abiding by the law. We just had the district attorney here in Dallas say that he is no longer going to prosecute crimes if you uh, break into somebody's house or their store and you steal something less than seven hundred and fifty dollars, and you need it. If you're just stealing it to enrich yourself, he'll prosecute. But if you need it, he won't prosecute. Now, that's interesting. <laughs> hang no. on, hang on. we got to take a break. We'll, we'll, we'll get your response on that. And I want to talk to you about our lost declaration, the book that is out, and the document itself. It is critical that we understand this document and tie it directly to the Constitution. More with Mike Lee in just a moment. Uh, let me tell you about American Financing. American Financing is this great uh, company that is was started by a family, still run by a family, uh, and it is uh, a different way to do financing. They don't; they're not a bank, and they don't take kickbacks from the bank. So when they go out and they look for you know loans, they're not on they're they're not on commission, so they don't. They don't have to make this loan and they're not getting, you know, some sort of a kickback from a bank who's pressuring these mortgage companies. Hey, sell this loan and we'll give you a kickback. They don't do that. They work for you. So they're going to find the right mortgage for you that works and keeps your family safe and keeps your your home in your possession. It's AmericanFinancing.net. They are really fast. They're really great to work with. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. The Fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Our country is way off track. And I think one of the reasons is, is we we don't understand the Declaration of Independence. We don't understand its role. We don't understand what it means. We don't understand really why it was written. And we look at this and say, well this is a failure. Because we haven't done all those things. Well, there's a reason. There's a reason why that's an important observation. But the conclusion we're coming to is wrong. And we're going to talk to Mike Lee, the author of our lost declaration. Senator Mike Lee is in studio with us. We'll talk about that and much more in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
if you're in constant pain, um, I understand. I really do. For uh, many years, uh, I was in constant, unrelenting uh, pain uh, to the point to where I was not sure I could uh, do my job anymore. And I was not I was not convinced I could live like that uh, very much longer. And it was uh, my wife that saved me. And I know there's a ton of people that are listening right now. Maybe it's you that are in pain. Maybe you're a veteran and you just can't get out of the pain. May I please ask you to try Relief Factor? Just try it. I started taking it because my wife said, something like that. And so I did. Relief Factor at relieffactor.com. They ask you to try it for three weeks. You take it three times a day. And three weeks. And if you see results, continue to take it and order more. If you don't, stop taking it. It reduces inflammation, which is a big part of our pain. It has worked for me, and it works for 70% of the people who try it. So please, give it a whirl. You've got nothing. You're going to lose 20 bucks if it doesn't work. But if it does work, you are going to get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Senator Mike Lee, uh, just a an absolute wall around our Constitution, uh, and we are pleased to have him uh, in studio. Hi, Mike. Great to be with you. Thank you. So you've written a new book called Our Lost Decor- Declaration, which is a really important uh, book, I think, and everybody should have at least one copy, hard copy, uh, to be able to keep and one to give to your kids or your grandkids. Um Mike, the my understanding of the Declaration of Independence has changed so much. It's gotten I, I just love this document. I just love it. And I look at it as it's our mission statement. And everybody says, well, we haven't done those things. Well, no, because they're really hard. That's an aspirational thing that no one had ever said before. And if we had accomplished all those things, it'd be time for a new mission statement. It would. And this mission statement remains achievable. It remains desirable. But we've drifted from that understanding. Look, our our children have been taught a distorted version of history, one that badly misstates the role and the mission of government and the risks associated with its abuse. I wrote this book to help fix that, to give people the ability to help their children and their grandchildren Uh, and themselves learn what they wish were being taught in our public schools Mm -hmm. and and what used to be taught in our public schools. This is a companion book to another one I wrote a few years ago about the Constitution. But the more I've researched and read into the Constitution, and it's important, the more I've come to realize you can't fully understand and appreciate and implement the Constitution without understanding the Declaration and where it came from. It is the, the Declaration of Independence is the mission statement. We want to start a country... And it's going to be this. And this is why we have to start our own country because of these problems. But it leads with this is who we're going to be. The Constitution is the owner's manual. It's how to make that mission statement or, quite frankly, any mission statement work. That's right. The Constitution is the picture frame. The Declaration is the picture. Correct. It's the vision for where we want to go. Correct. It's also the vision for what 
happens when things go dangerously off course. So can I ask you a question on the, the on the declaration? It says, and for these purposes, uh, governments are instituted among men. Uh, and what the purposes are, are to protect those rights given by God. And it is uh, the duty uh, if a government, I'm badly mangling it now, I'm sorry, but if the government uh, goes awry and starts to go against those rights and they're not protecting those rights, it is the right and the duty of the people to alter or abolish and institute a new system that will better serve that purpose, right? Yeah. So in the case of the Civil War, that was not what they were trying to do. They were not trying to protect rights. They said they were because they were saying state rights, but they were violating all men are created equal. They were violating the basic human rights. If a government becomes so horrible that it is taking away our rights and it is mangling everything that we've ever stood for, why doesn't a state have the right to say, no, I, I want to alter or abolish it and I'm going over here because we believe for our own safety and happiness and the safety of those rights, we can come up with a better way of doing it. That right exists. I would clarify one thing there. Uh, you referred to state. It's not the state itself. A state is another government. It's another layer of government. It's ultimately the people that have it. Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Okay. Whenever government becomes destructive of those ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it to alter or abolish their form of government. And so that recognizes this beautiful language penned by Thomas Jefferson some two and a half centuries ago, identifies the fact that these laws exist in a state of nature. They exist out there. They, they are pre-state. They're pre-government. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they exist because we exist and because God created us. And we are the sovereigns. That's what was so revolutionary about this document. And it's that thought the idea that we have God-given rights, that government is there to serve us and not the other way around. It's considered revolutionary today, sadly, because we've neglected it. The, um, the idea that Jefferson was a uh, mentally tortured man that lived in one foot in slavery, one foot out, I don't think is entirely accurate, especially if you read the first draft. And it was two states. I mean, Hancock said, and I think he was right on this. Look, the, the, the king is going to divide us. If there's any daylight between any of us 13, there, he is going to use that and he's going to flip those people who have any kind of daylight. He will worm his way in and he will have you working against us. So we have to be in lockstep on everything. So two states said no to Jefferson's proposal in the first draft of abolishing slavery. That's right. And I talk about this in our lost declaration. In researching this, I discovered how much Jefferson really wanted to put language in it, identifying as one of the grievances against King George III that he had perpetuated slavery within the American colonies, doing so perhaps even to destabilize them and to make them dependent on that evil, vile institution. As I researched for this book, I also discovered that Jefferson, early in his career, uh, within the state of Virginia, tried to get the state of Virginia to abolish slavery. Mm -hmm. 
Now, I and also later in his career, too, and he later tried in, several times, he tried several times. Now, I acknowledge in the book, uh, he, he does have a complicated relationship with slavery, because even as he's trying to do all this, he still owns slaves. But he can't get rid of them because of state law. He, he can't. Unlike George Washington, he didn't make arrangements for them to be freed after he and his wife had done. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Not only that, he couldn't because he was in debt. The law stated at the time, if you're in debt at the time of your death, you cannot get rid of that property. Which is one of the great tragedies of the Jefferson estate is that because of those very same debts after he died, uh, his slaves were sold. And in many instances, families were separated and sent mm. to different parts of the country. Mm. So, yeah, Jefferson had a complicated relationship with this, but he knew it was wrong and he did try to do something about it. He even put language in the original draft of the Declaration of Independence to stop it. And so we have to remember that Jefferson himself understood the nature of this. He was able to identify good uh, from evil and identify this as part of the evil column. Should they go back in a time machine? Impossible question. You're there. Do you argue and say, guys, we cannot put this declaration together unless it includes slavery? Do you? I think every one of us would probably like to imagine that that is what we would say. Slavery is so abhorrent and we're able to see that today. And so I I think most of us would like to believe that if we were there, we would say, okay, so let, let's rally around this. So let me make a real life situation. Let's say for some reason, you know, Washington implodes and you're not there, but a lot of the representatives, you know, our government is gone. We have to start over and we have to fight against an outside force. And we've got 40 states and 10 of them will not go for, hey, a pro-life declaration we are going to all people are created equal and uh and endowed by their creator and we have to protect life and we believe life begins at conception or whatever and you got 10 states that don't do it it's the same kind of situation would you would you see a reason to compromise on that principle to be able to gather a free country and and take care of it later, you would hope. Yes, I believe I would, uh, which is uh, uh, illustrative here, especially if we couldn't survive without those states unwilling to go along with it. And that, I think, was quite arguably the case at the time of the revolution. Uh, these were 13 colonies. They understood that unless they were all united, they couldn't survive, not militarily, not economically. And those two things were interrelated. And you couldn't get more pro-life than you are that's correct and and if you couldn't survive and cobble this country back together because you were pro-life and the and some states were not you would still say okay well let's work towards that Uh, that's exactly right and so this is one of the reasons i tell the story uh about jefferson's attempts uh to get rid of slavery in in this book in, in our lost declaration is i think it's important for us to understand the historical context in which he operated Uh, Back with Mike Lee in just a second. The book is on sale right now. Buy a copy for yourself. Buy a copy for your children and your grandchildren. Make sure you have a hard copy of this. I think it's a really important book. Our Lost Declaration, America's Fight Against Tyranny, From King George to the Deep State. Available now everywhere. 
Sponsor this half hour is Blinds.com. Time for spring to refresh your home. I don't know anybody else who has ever done this uh, except my mom. Every spring, we would take every stick of furniture out of our house, and she would... Really? Every stick of furniture. That's yeah. how, so you're basically moved every year. Every year, the beds, everything would go outside, and she would clean the house, and we would. it would take us weeks, and everything had to be clean from top to bottom. Where did she you... Was, did you... Ro- you had a rotation here? How did you sleep? Where there's did you a sit? Reason, there's a reason I'm an alcoholic. Oh, okay. okay? I'm that just saying. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to have spring, you know, uh, freshen up the home, you could do that, or you could call blinds.com and just get some blinds, and that way you're not seeing the dust so much. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of dirty. Really? Let me just adjust the blinds here a little bit. Blind shades, shutters, or drapes, whatever it is you're needing, uh, it can rejuvenate the feel of one room or your entire house. The whole experience is really, really easy, and it's they've actually made it so it's fun. You can install them yourself. You can have a professional do it, but they make it super easy. If you mismeasure, uh, they've got the replacement. Everything is just really easy. It's blinds.com. Use the promo code back blinds.com right now through April 25th. You'll get 20% off everything guaranteed, plus an extra $20 off if you use the promo code back blinds.com. 20% off everything right now and an extra $20 off if you use the promo code back at blinds.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, uh, Mike, let me just uh, uh, pull away from the declaration here for just a second and talk to you a little bit about Bernie Sanders. Um, and uh, and you must know Joe Biden real well as well. Not nearly as well as I know my colleagues in the Senate. Joe Biden and I never served in the Senate at the same time, uh, beyond the fact that he was vice president and therefore president of the Senate when I was first sworn in. Uh, but we never served as senators at the same time. OK, um, they're both. That's number one and number two. Uh, running against Donald Trump. Uh, do you have any thoughts on those guys that you... Yeah. Look, as as between the two, I see uh, Bernie is having uh, much more contact with familiarity with the Democratic presidential election voting base uh, than, than does Biden. I, I think Sanders has a leg up on him. And if those were the two front runners i suspect that it would end up being sanders as their nominee wow so i talked to uh uh i talked to a former senator um recently and i don't want to give his name but uh somebody that both sides of the aisle really really deeply respect um and he said uh i said what's happening with the democrats and he said they're afraid he said the the any anybody who has anything different to say than these revolutionaries, he said they're not saying it, at least out loud, because they're afraid because these guys are wielding so much power. They carry a very big stick. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I, I think ideologically taken to its logical conclusion, this is where the Democratic Party goes. It shouldn't be altogether surprising to us. When you say I want bigger government, when I say when you say I want government to take on a greater role, uh, this is naturally where it leads. That's why it's so dangerous. 
I'm interested, Mike, to hear your thoughts because you were working with, I think, six presidential candidates, I think, out of the Senate right now. Um, you now, we, we know about Sanders, but I'd like to get a paragraph from you. Maybe we can go through because you've sure. dealt with all of them sure. and you know a little bit about that. What, what would we expect from someone and, and where? I don't know. How do you look at how do you look at these as someone who has real inside uh, knowledge? We're going to be doing Glenn Beck's uh, 2019 NFL draft here in just a little bit. <laughs> and I assume you have more knowledge than he does on that topic. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> so let, let's let's. Which is a high standard. Is yeah. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we start with Cory Booker? Because yeah. here's what he seems like to the average person. A total and complete fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I am starting to confirm that. No, but, yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying that's how that's how I look at him. Is just somebody will say or do anything because he wants the job. Look, I I really like the guy. Um, I I don't agree with him on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have worked with him on things like criminal justice reform. The uh, first time I met Cory Booker was the day he was sworn into the Senate. Uh, I believe it was October 31st, 2012. And he came up and introduced himself and said, my name's Cory Booker, and I want to work with you on criminal justice reform. We did. Mm. Uh, he and I serve on the Judiciary Committee together. We frequently text each other during hearings, including and especially really contentious hearings. We'll give live action commentary on each other's questions. <laughs> really? He's got a good sense of humor. Huh. Uh, that's really cool. That's a, that's, uh, this is exactly what we're looking for out of yeah. Mike Lee. Yeah. We, we yeah, got yeah, the yeah. real analysis. Or how about Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris uh, is one of our newer members. I don't know her as well as I know Corey. Um, she has a lot of experience in politics, came to this job after having served in high positions of authority in the California state government. And she's someone who's uh, very outspoken and uh, seems to have a good grasp of popular culture and is gaining mm. a lot of momentum because of that. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar and I work on the antitrust subcommittee together. Uh, we've alternated as chair and ranking member of the antitrust subcommittee for years, depending on who's in the majority. Uh, we frequently will have conversations about when and whether and under what circumstances to have antitrust hearings. Sometimes we'll do the entire thing by emoji texts back and forth. <laughs> One time we decided to hold a telecom antitrust-related hearing entirely through emojis. <laughs> this is remarkable insight to the function of our government. Right? I think so. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is a law professor, is someone who knows the law really well, is very serious, and uh, uh, very much a champion of sort of the populist wing of the Democratic Party. Although these days they seem to be trying to outpopulist each other, yeah, to outleft each other. I'm and trying to find these other wings. I just keep finding this one wing. Yeah, when I look at it, and it's a wing that keeps moving further in the same direction. Yeah, yeah, it's a tighter and tighter circle that 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 bird is flying in. Uh, and Kirsten Gillibrand. Kirsten Gillibrand is very friendly, always smiling, always has something positive to say, and uh, has an upbeat nature about her that I think her, will serve her well as a candidate. See, this is why hmm. this is why everybody gets along with Mike is because, you know, he never he doesn't say bad things about people. Well, look, if we want to talk about policy, I can identify things about every one of them where I strongly disagree with them and mm-hmm. w- why they would not be my choice uh, mm-hmm. to be the next president of the United States. One that you disagree with the most, do you think? Which one? Which individual do I yeah. agree with? Or, um, uh, disagree with. Disagree with most. Let's see. Um, 
As much as I love the guy, I probably disagree most fundamentally with Bernie Sanders yeah. in that he has identified himself in the past as as a socialist, <laughs> yeah. um, which makes him somewhat unique in the Senate yeah. in that yeah, he, he, he's one of the few actually willing to identify himself as such. Hey, I know, actually, yeah. I, I understand your respect for him because I have respect in the same way. He at least isn't afraid to say it. Yeah, yeah. and I took my honeymoon in the Soviet Union. What? <laughs> right. What? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he is, yeah, he is who he says he is. And that person you can actually talk to and because he's a he's an honest broker. He is. Mike, and he's also a champion for certain constitutional issues where he and I happen to agree. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Last Constitution is the name of the book. All right. Let me tell you about Filter By. Uh, or the it, Declaration. One of the, one of the two. One of those big what did documents. I say? Lost Constitution. Oh, that, yeah. that, Lost, was the, that was the, that was the prequel. Yes. To this. Yeah. Lost Declaration. <laughs> Get it now. Mike Lee. Um, all right. Filter By. If you are sneezing all the time, it's because uh, spring has sprung and burst from the trees. Uh, that's what that green pollen is, if, you, uh, if you're lucky enough to have some of that on your car. And that is going into your house and into your lungs and into your nose. And you need a new filter because your, your uh, air handling system has already gone through winter. And it's been a tough winter with the windows closed. It is full of gunk. Now comes spring. You need the new filter. And you can get one at filterby.com, filterbuy.com. If you uh, order the filter from them, it'll come within 24 hours. It'll arrive at your doorstep. You don't have to think about it because you can You can put yourself on auto renewal, and it'll send it every time you need to change your filter. Send it automatically so you never have to think about it again. It is filterbuy.com, filterbuy.com. Go there now. The book from Senator Mike Lee is called Our Lost Declaration, America's Fight Against Tyranny, From King George to the Deep State. Get it everywhere now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have Senator Mike Lee, who is on with me tonight. Uh, You're actually going to see a behind-the-scenes recording of a podcast. Uh, You'll see the first 20 minutes of that podcast, uh, and it will be live tonight on television at 5 o'clock, and you can watch it if you're a member of the Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get $10 discount uh, right now on your year's subscription if you use the promo code Glenn. Mike, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, the border and what's happening on the border. There is no rational way to look at what's happening now on the border and not see this as a national emergency. That's right. That's exactly right. And I say that as one who has lived on the U.S. border for two years. I was a quarter century ago. I was a missionary in the McAllen, Texas area and lived among people on the border, um, communicated every day, lived, worked, uh, among those primarily who are either immigrants or the children of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that even back then, there was no group of people more directly affected by uncontrolled Im- illegal immigration than those who were themselves recent immigrants. Mm-hmm. But that is even more so today. You've got these huge caravans, thousands of people coming across at once, children being trafficked for the most vile, horrible reasons imaginable. Uh, uh, all pouring into this country in uncontrolled but but coordinated waves. This is a threat to our security. So what can we do? What can we do? One of the best things that we can do is to continue to devote efforts 
to the construction of some type of border barrier. Call is, it a wall, call it a fence, call it anything you is want. Is there a legal way the president can get that done without Congress? Well, the president has at his disposal several avenues for getting some of that funding. He got some of the funding explicitly approved by Congress. He has discretion under a couple of statutes that he has invoked to get more funding. And I think it's good that he's establishing border barrier. One of the reasons why I think this is important is because this tends to direct this traffic, especially of those who are trafficking in children, toward the lawful points of entry. It's at the points of entry where you've got experts who are able to identify signs of human trafficking and spot them and stop them dead in their tracks. Whereas if they come across along infinite points in between lawful points points of entry and then they go seek asylum, it's more difficult to detect which ones are traffickers and which ones are authentically coming through uh, on their own and not as part of some sort of corrupt organization. Can we? Uh, do you want to ask a question about no, the border? I, I, uh, yeah, we're fine. Um, I, let me switch to the uh, Mueller report. Thoughts on the Mueller report? These guys spent two years looking under every stone for information about collusion. What did they come up with two years later? Nothing. Not a single scintilla of evidence supporting collusion which with the Russian government, which was what sparked this entire thing to begin with. They concluded, moreover, that in addition to this, there was no basis upon which they could charge President Trump with criminal activity. Now, here's the spin from the left. The spin from the left is that, uh, well, no, what they said was we found this stuff, but the Justice Department is under his thumb and they're not going to want to prosecute. So. I guess we leave it up to you. Yeah, it's too cute. Too cute by half. It reminds me of Pinocchio in Shrek 3 when he kept using all these double negatives. It wouldn't be entirely untruthful if I didn't say that I weren't entirely disapproving. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's too cute. Pick a horse and ride it. If you've got evidence, you'd prosecute. If you don't have evidence, which they don't, they're not going to. And so it's now dismissed as a political decision, which it ultimately is. I think it would be a big mistake, both politically and uh, uh, speaking more broadly, uh, ecumenically. I think it would be a mistake for them to bring impeachment charges because there's not a foundation for it. Is there a because you hear two sides. One, it's a, it was a witch hunt going after Donald Trump. The other side is it's we found more evidence than could ever be needed for impeachment. And it's you know, open and shut case. To me, there's a midpoint there of saying it's only a witch hunt if all you cared about was Donald Trump, right? There was an underlying activity from the Russians that is serious. And, you know, that's the title of the report. It's about Russian influence into our elections. We found, uh, you know, really detailed processes of what, how they did this. We found, you know, uh, you know, bank accounts and financial transactions and Bitcoin transfers and IP addresses and all these things. And so I think there was value to this investigation I think it was the media and largely the left that just made this into a Donald Trump attack machine, and it kind of overshadows the actual value of it. Sure, and I wish the investigation into the deep state itself would continue. What do you mean by deep state? Because that's the title of the book, too. Self-perpetuating government agencies that act not in a good faith effort simply to implement the laws as written, but to perpetuate the deep state, the big government itself. In most instances, as I point out in our lost declaration, the deep state is entirely the creation and the fault of Congress. Congress setting mm-hmm. up this vast federal bureaucracy 
that has unfettered, unlimited discretion to do whatever it wants. So instead of having a single king, we have a few thousand or tens of thousands of kings who are unelected, unaccountable, and can do whatever they want. That's what we ought to be looking into. And we ought to be looking into the fact that the Obama administration knew that there was an attempt by the Russian government to meddle and to delegitimize the outcome of the 2016 election, whatever that might be. And sadly, some people within the deep state have played right into that, Mm -hmm. further trying to delegitimize Mm -hmm. the outcome of the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. And so you would support additional investigations going, uh, looking back at that whole process, how this thing started and... Or, Absolutely. Can, yeah. Can, can, can we just? Uh, are, is anybody doing anything to make sure that they're not furthering this this time? There are investigations that are still ongoing, and I I also believe that the uh, that our government is looking out for what the Russians might try to do. But again, we have to remember that any efforts that they made have never been proven to have had any impact on the outcome of this election. Correct. Right. Right. I think. In some ways, uh, we've got to grapple with the fact that they've done enormous harm by trying to delegitimize the outcome of the election. The perception itself matters, and it's a perception that's been perpetuated by many in government. What's worse, the the uh, the attack, uh, the initial attack on the elections by the Russians, or what they've been able to accomplish in the aftermath of really turning everyone against each other and, and trying to delegitimize the election? One could argue that the latter has had more of an impact mm. on trying oh, to agree. delegitimize the election. Mm. I agree. Mike, um, when you look at all of the things that we are confronted with now, I feel like it's cakes and circuses. I really feel like this this Mueller thing and what's happening on all of it is just a giant circus that is distracting. What is the other hand doing? What is it that we should be talking about if if you were king for the day and you said, I could get people to pay attention to this one thing, what would it be? As I explained in our last declaration, if there were one thing I could do, it would probably be to get back to the foundational structure uh, of our government and, and a mindset as part of our national political discourse in which we recognize that the people are sovereign, the government's not, and one in which we would stop placing so much uh, almost idolatrous faith in government. If I had one legislative magic wand, it would probably be to pass something like the RAINS Act. R-E-I-N-S stands for Mm -hmm. Regulations from the Executive in Need of Scrutiny. This would do perhaps more to upend the deep state than any other single fix I can think of. Is Donald Trump for it? Yes, Donald Trump is for it. Uh, Every Republican in the House is for it. Every Republican in the Senate is for it. And we've got a few Democrats who I believe would vote for it as well. What, why hasn't it been passed? That is an excellent question, because we had a number of opportunities where we could have and should have voted on it. The Senate has never had a single up or down vote on the RAINS Act. I believe we should vote for it because it would put the American people back in charge. What the RAINS Act says is that anytime there's a new executive branch regulation, one that has a significant economic impact and imposes affirmative legal burdens on the American people, that it cannot take effect until both houses of Congress vote to enact it into law. That's how Article would 1, cut. Section 7 already contemplates the process working. Is it retroactive at all? Uh, the version of it on the table is not retroactive. I have in the past introduced versions of it that would make it retroactive by putting a sunset on, ex- on pre-existing regulations, requiring all of them to filter through Congress every few years. That seems mm-hmm. like a no-brainer. And it sh- unless you are for the deep state, unless you are for the deep state, unless you like the idea 
of these government experts, uh, technocrats, bureaucrats. And I want to make clear, I bear no them. I bear them no ill will. This is the fault of Congress. These people are hardworking, well-intentioned for the most part. Um, But Congress has empowered them. Congress has empowered them because Congress doesn't want to deal with the burdensome task of lawmaking and with the accountability that comes along with actually making the law. And so instead, we pass platitudes. We, we, We hereby declare that we shall have good law in Area X, and we delegate to agency or department or commission Y the power to make and enforce good law in Area X. Members of Congress are then completely off the hook for political accountability purposes, and the deep state grows, and it becomes more powerful. And before we know it, we ourselves are not in control of the laws that govern us. How likely is it that you can get the Reins Act to the floor? Is it just le- what's stopping it? Leadership? What's the holdup? Those who schedule the votes in the Senate mm. have not chosen up to this point to have a simple well, up or would. down vote. I suspect that the reasoning, if we had those people who were making those decisions with us today, they'd probably say, well, we can't count to 60. Sometimes, however, when there's something this fundamental, this essential, not only to the vision of our Constitution, but the vision embodied in our Declaration of Independence. Sometimes we got to bring something to the floor, even if we're not sure we can get 60 votes to close debate. Sometimes we got to do everything we can to push them, make them show up, make them debate, make them filibuster that sucker night and day mm-hmm. and call the vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing. We're trying to change the Electoral College. We're not. But the left is. How much of a difference does the Electoral College make? It makes all the difference. The Electoral College is one of the few things that recognizes that we are a republic. We are a republic consisting of a series of states that have joined together for limited purposes in a, in a national. And what does that mean government. in real terms to what the average means, person? To the average person, that means that if you live in a state other than California, New York, Florida, or Texas, you will become flyover country. You will become completely neglected in presidential elections if we get rid of the Electoral College. Because what sane presidential candidate would ever campaign in any state other than those four, knowing that those four have the highest populations and everybody else can just go and pound sand? States like mine, like Utah, but also states that are bigger than mine, that are not one of the big four states, will be completely neglected and left out of the picture. Ohio. Ohio, even. Ohio, Maybe Michigan, get some cities, Pennsylvania, by, but that's about it, right? I yeah. mean, they're never going to go outside of Chicago if they go to Illinois, probably. Right. Yeah, that's right. They would go in a few big media markets and uh, a few of these larger states could themselves decide the entire presidential election. Because I, 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 this is an interesting one for me, because you have six senators uh, on the Democratic side running for president. Maybe there might be more. Uh, we don't know. It could be all, everyone. I think everyone in the Democratic Party might eventually be running um, and they want to overturn the uh the electoral college because they say it's not representative yet they're in a body called the senate that has two senators no matter what the population is are they looking to overturn that process as well i mean you'd have to be to be consistent wouldn't you so far i haven't heard any of my senate colleagues talk about that but for the first time in the last couple of years i have heard some on the left talk about the fact that the senate is not representative, which is the whole point. By the way, you want to know what the one type of constitutional amendment that we can't pass? The one type of constitutional amendment that is preemptively unconstitutional? You can't alter equal representation in the Senate. Mm. We make that something that you can't change about the Constitution. That amendment to the Constitution would be unconstitutional. But you're right. Uh, The Senate was set up 
so that each state would be equally represented by its very nature. Right. It, it, that, that is unrepresentative. And mm-hmm. it's crazy. That's why they changed this to a national election for the senators or a state election. It wasn't even the people that were supposed to be represented uh, represented in the, the Senate. It was the actual state. So the state uh, had a role. It was the people in one and their state in the other chamber. And we, the progressives got rid of that. 116 years ago, the Senate changed with the ratification of the 13th Amendment. And it did, in fact, change the way it operated because the states were no longer represented as states in the sense that the senators were no no longer chosen uh, by the state legislatures. We would be doing, I think we can deal with that. We can still survive as a constitutional republic with that change. But we can't alter or amend or jettison the Electoral College And we can't do the same to equal representation of the states in the Senate. Mike Lee, the name of the book is Our Lost Declaration, a must-have. Please grab it now. You can find it on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Delta Defense is our sponsor, the USCCA, giving away 19 free guns. God bless America. Giving away 19 free guns. If you haven't sent the text in yet, today and tomorrow, I think, are the last days you can do this. You can get 19 chances to win uh, 19 different guns. It's the United States Concealed Carry Association. They're the top provider of self-defense, education, training, and legal protection in the country. Their membership is really something you should check into. They want to introduce themselves by giving you a chance to win a free gun. All you have to do is just go to, you text Beck, B-E-C-K, to 87222. That's Beck to 87222. You text that word Beck to that number, 87222, and you're going to be registered. 19 different chances to win a brand new gun from the USCCA. Uh, This is the Glenn Beck Program, and uh, coming up in just a few minutes, my NFL draft picks. Now, I may be picking uh, these uh, these draft picks a little differently than they do in wherever it is they pick these NFL draft picks. Now, this is Stu, his revenge on me, um, because uh, I make him review without any knowledge of what he, the, the storyline or anything about the show. I make him review Game of Thrones. So he thought, well, oh, I'll just I'll just have you do the draft pick for the NFL. And I am prepared. I have their names. I have their height. I have their picture. I have their weight. I have, well, not where they're from, but where, you know, the school they go to. So I've got all the information. And my draft pick is coming up next. Okay. Here we go. I'm Are excited. you excited? Realestateagentsitrust.com is sponsoring the 2019 Glenn Beck NFL draft. And it's, this is one, this is everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. People place your bets as soon as I'm done. They may Watch. want their money back after this. Okay. So uh, anyway, so uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a company that I started a few years ago based really out of frustration of not being able to sell my house and always because I'm in radio, always having to sell a house and always like, I don't know who the real estate agent is. I don't know. Pick one. Who, who, who knows a good real estate agent that can help me sell my house? That's the dumbest way to look for a real estate agent. And that's the way I did it my whole life. Probably you, too. We have a system. We have found the best real estate agents in your area. They don't work all for the same company. They don't work for us. We will go and we look for these people. 
Who's the best in your area? We'll match you with them. Whether you're buying or selling, these are the people that will help you do it. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. They're all fans of the show. They have the same kind of sensibilities that you do, uh, which is really helpful, especially if you're buying a house and so you're not trapped in a car who's like, and another thing about these contaminants. Uh, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. <laughs> Go there now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, the 2019 NFL Draft begins. I know that. No, I was telling the audience. Just okay, because I know aware. that. Mm-hmm. I know you know it, and yeah. I know you're gonna. You're definitely. What, what are your plans? You got a watch party? Oh, I'm gonna, you? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the things that people who follow this do. <laughs> <laughs> really, and yeah. that includes uh, all of those things that they do. So right? having a, yeah, yeah. a watch party tonight. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the one I've named. On what ch- what channel will you be watching? ESPN. Okay. There you All go. Right. See? All See, right. there's some knowledge here. Guess. I mean, so in a, in a moment, we're going to have like an idiot. Glenn yeah. attempt to give his own mock draft, the first 10 picks of the NFL this draft. This is not a mock draft. No, this is real. I, that's I, what they call it when you do I'm a draft. I'm not mocking the draft. I'm. Thankfully, I will have Pat Gray here along with me uh, mm-hmm. to help try to direct this towards some level of sanity. And we start that in 60 seconds. <laughs> Excuse me, but this is a lock, okay? What? You're not going to influence this. This is a lock. You think these are locks? Lock picks. These are lock mm-hmm. picks, okay? Uh, you know, last night I, I I was up all night just watching to see if anybody was trying to hack into my computer to get these because I know how much these are worth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you would have placed your money, you know, last night because you hacked into my computer, okay, you know, you could make some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be on the phone with your bookie. Or who, whoever uh, you do business with, like this, uh, right now, because uh, you're going to want to get these on the board as soon as you can. And if you hacked in my computer, <laughs> too bad, because I have LifeLock. So LifeLock made sure that nobody was hacking in last night to get my draft picks. I'm not sure that LifeLock is really concerned about your particular. They're concerned draft about all picks. my. They're concerned about all my information. Well, that's true. They are. They are that, and they actually protect you against identity theft. But I don't think worthless draft picks from Glenn Becker necessarily (laughs) in their ad campaign. The price of this on the dark web. Okay, (laughs) Mister Naivety. Uh, Here it is. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck. LifeLock.com. Sign up. They will make sure that your identity and your draft picks not taken and 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 sold to really unscrupulous Russians who will break your legs <laughs> when you've bet too much and and you can't pay. Happens to all of us, Glenn. Yeah, it sure does. Not me, because of lifelock.com. That's lifelock.com. From the less than frozen tundra. In fact, mostly warm and soggy tundra of Las Colinas, Texas. Glenn Beck prognosticates the NFL draft. We've given Glenn a selection of 20 players from the NFL draft, and he is going to try to place them. Yeah, so he says wow. I've already narrowed it down. It's going pretty deep. Yeah, going pretty I'll deep. I'll tell down you who first, doesn't have a chance round. today. Okay, they don't have They'll a chance to be drafted. Play. Don't have a chance of being drafted. They will. They they will spend their lives in obscurity. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that you do know, there's more picks past ten. 
So you're, you're only picking the top Doesn't 10. Matter. They could get track picked at number nah, 11, for example. Matter. They could go play cute little football someplace. These people are over. Nick <laughs> Nick Bosa. <laughs> He's over. He's over. Done. Okay. Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. <laughs> uh, Christian Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. He might. I'll explain. He might have a chance. Uh, Cleon <laughs> Farrell. Okay. Done. Done. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, Quinnen Williams. Williams. Mm-hmm. Done. 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 Off. Not going to get Dead picked. to me. Uh, Byron Coward. Uh-oh. Okay. Coward. Mm-hmm. Done. Mm-hmm. Devin White. No. And are we going to hear the reasoning? There's a chance. There's Behind a chance. This? I'm only For... judging by pictures, weight, and height. Okay. That's up to All you. Right. You could have okay. had knowledge uh, and let's watch football like every other male in, in America. For the and last Josh Allen. Years. Done. Yeah, Done. Josh Allen's He's a clown. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. He's a clown. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so you have the, those are the people you've eliminated? I've eliminated. Okay. I've eliminated more than that, but I, I've, I've, I've got... Uh, I've got my picks. Okay, so. so so should we do this? With the first pick of the 2019 Glenn Beck NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select... You're doing, you're doing no, the I'm first... No, I'm not doing... No, I don't... No, no, no. That's how the... <laughs> what do you mean? This is how the draft works. We tell we say that little thing You'll over and over again. You'll get all ten of them filled in, but mm-hmm. I fill them in differently. So what are you doing? Like a countdown? No, I'm not <laughs> doing a countdown. I'm going to start with number eight. Like you're starting with the eighth pick of the draft. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Detroit Lions. All right. Okay. Here we go. All right. Big, the problem with that is, and I know you know this, uh, the eighth pick of the draft could be gone if you start at eight, because number one could pick eight. No. N- no. Number one okay. is not going to pick eight. Number right. one He's is going to pick, pick number one. I, I see. Okay. 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 Number eight <laughs> is Ed Oliver. He will be going to the Lions. Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver. He's wow. 6'3", 290 pounds. He's from Houston. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought now, why? For, well, I thought for a while. Mm-hmm. I thought for a while that he could go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he's been playing in severe heat in Houston. Okay? Okay. okay. And, so. uh, and he's been playing in an open stadium. I think uh-huh. probably okay. in Houston, uh-huh. and so Wait, you think probably you're not sure. Not about sure, that. Uh, but huh. uh, the team that he plays for in Houston, they know him as a big tough guy that can run around in sweaty and not pass out in a really hot sweaty day. So you're saying this is essentially a humidity pick by the no. Detroit Lions? No, no, I'm not sending him to Tampa Bay. Okay. I almost picked him for number five. Okay. Because of the humidity thing. But instead, he's going to number eight, the Detroit You've got to look at him. Now, look mm-hmm. at his picture. Uh-huh. Okay? See that. Mm-hmm. He looks like somebody just hit him in the face with a shovel. Like, <laughs> what the? He looks, right? Now, he <laughs> looks, he does. He looks like, what the? Okay? Well, he's got a surprise look on his face. Right. Yes. Yeah. Stepped on a rake. Yeah. Boom. What yeah. the? That's the way he looks in this. Okay. Now, I, would, I should note to you here, yeah. Glenn, that the thing you're looking at is a photograph which mm-hmm. is a moment in time of one particular mul- you know, all I got fraction to go on. of a second it's all i got he to doesn't go on always look like he has a surprise look on his face that's all i got to go on. okay okay all right so mm-hmm. if you want to take away his surprised reaction then he goes to tampa <laughs> i know I, but he's, okay. surprised he's going cold weather no he's, he's going to detroit no no everyone who okay. lives in detroit opens huh. their door every day and goes <laughs> what the when they realize <laughs> okay. they're in okay. detroit okay. so Number eight to Detroit, Ed That's, Oliver. All right. Hard to argue with that logic. Wow. It is. This is uh, Detroit mm. is, okay. All right. Detroit gets Ed Oliver. Now we go to the next pick, which is not nine, as you might expect, but okay. another pick on well, the Well, no, this one's this one, um, TJ Hawkinson. You know who he is? We do, yes. Okay, 6'5", 245 pounds. Mm-hmm. 
He's going to the Seattle Supersonics, which is on another board. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's going to the Seattle Supersonics. It's on another board because it's on a basketball board. And, and also, I don't think team they don't exist, exist anymore. Uh, They're now the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Yes. Is Seattle doesn't have a yeah. basketball team anymore? No, they do not. No, they do no. not. These damn Marxists. Mm-hmm. They do have a football team, but they're not drafting in the top ten. So the Supersonics are over. Yes, they've they're been done. over for, for a mm-hmm. long time. Yes. Ha. So they're going to be... Who knew? That pick is going to be surprised when he goes there and nobody's playing <laughs> football or basketball. Well, he'll win. You know, so. Yeah. Because yeah, nobody will be uh, playing right. against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. 6'5", 254 pounds we, from Wyoming. Mm-hmm. What? I was going to ask what team we're drafting <laughs> What position in the top 10 are we drafting? I'm telling you in a minute. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, first, let me introduce Carl Ganderson. You know Carl? Car- Carl, Carl Ganderson? Ganderson. Six Ganderson, five yes. from Wyoming. 254 pounds. I'm All not right. familiar with Carl, frankly. Okay. Are you? Uh, yes, yes. Yes, I am okay. familiar with Carl. Uh, it's an interesting um, pick for which team? I'm gonna I I I'm gonna pick him for Denver number 10. Okay. Okay. He's going to Denver, and the reason why, if you look at this picture. He looks like mm-hmm. kind of one of those go west young men statues, you know? Is that because he's holding his football out in front of him? Might be, but look at a look at his eyes. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm determined. I'm going to go someplace where it's where it's west. Mm-hmm. So he is going to the Denver Broncos. Okay, so so far we have the 8th pick in the draft is Ed Oliver and the 10th pick is Carl Ganderson. I wouldn't be surprised though if Denver was actually east of Laramie. Um, but that's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. So here okay. we go. Here we go. From Alabama, 6'5", 301 pounds, Jonah Williams. Mm. You know Jonah? Yes. 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 Jonah. That guy looks like... Mm-hmm. I think he's going to the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders at number four. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he looks kind of pissed off. He, he looks like, like a guy who could live in Oakland and be like, "What? I'm going to tear these people in from limb. And mm-hmm. uh, and you have to, if you're going to live in Oakland, that's the way you have to look. All right. There, okay. He looks like he's from Game of Thrones, kind of. Yeah, he, he does. Could be right in, by the way, he's from California. He could play so for the Kings. There you go. Oakland Raiders select at number four, Jonah Williams. For some reason, the Arizona Cardinals at one still have not decided to make their pick, which is a controversial move here in this draft. Okay, I do have. Uh, hang on, I've I've lost the, I've lost Mr. Hunk a lot. Hang on, he is where is he? Uh, I've got one for San Francisco. He's really a good-looking guy. Okay, and here he is, Drew Locke. Oh, okay. From Missouri. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Quarterback. He's he kind of, in this picture, he kind of looks like Tom Cruise. He San does. Francisco. They're going to like, they'll love him there. <laughs> they'll love him in hey, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Number two right. pick, wow. Drew Locke going to San Francisco. Drew Locke at number two. Yes. Mm-hmm. For San Francisco. So we now have two, four, eight, mm-hmm. and ten have been selected here in the Glenn Beck 2019 NFL draft. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number five. Mm, okay. The, the mothership of this program. Yes. It's a big pick. Yes. People on the at, edge of their seats right at now. 6'2", 305 pounds from Kentucky. It's a big fella. Bunchy Stallings. <laughs> All right. Bunchy. <laughs> Bunchy has a good name. It's a good name. That's He's a good a name. He's from name. Kentucky. He looks friendly. He looks mm-hmm. like a guy who'd be like, mm-hmm. come on, Tampa's fun. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. He looks okay. like he's having a good time in that so, picture. I agree. For good times, he's going to the Tampa Bay <laughs> okay. Buccaneers. Bunchy Stallings at number five. Okay, we still have the one, three, six, seven, and nine picks to go. Glenn, the next selection. That's getting tough now. It's getting tough. 
because I'm kind of down to just a bunch of people that are like, eh. Uh, <laughs> Based on their photos, they're just, nah. You were very okay. excited about Christian Bunchy, Walk, but... Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins. Clemson. You know okay. him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a homeless guy. What? <laughs> well, in that picture. Why? Yeah, he looks like a homeless guy in this picture. He's got a beard and it's kind of unkempt. And uh, he looks like a guy who's like, hey, dude. Hey, dude. Uh, you got some money? Let I, me wash your windshield. I don't think that that's New accurate, York but he just seems to He's have his mouth open, York. and you're judging it completely. He's going to New York. To wash windshields? Yes. Or, okay. No, he's going to play for the... That's, oh, he's uh, going to play for the... Giants and Jets. There's two teams, so he's selected now. That this guy goes to New York, but he doesn't know which New York team it is. This is a good general manager you have. All right, right here. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Jawan mm-hmm. Ta- Taylor. Jawan Taylor, okay, from Florida. Well, wait yep. a minute. Don't you want to? I'm going to decide where Christian yes. Wilkins is going. They both go oh, okay. to three and six. They can three, work it out between themselves. No, which you have, they go to. They don't exactly get to work it out. Works. You have to pick them. Yeah, this is how this. Works. I'm going to let them decide. You can't. You can't do that. You have to select which one is which. Three and six. Jawan Taylor and Christian Wilkins. I don't know. The Jets just seem more like New York. The Giants seem more like a knockoff kind of girly team. <laughs> so I'm going to put Jaween uh, for the Jets and uh, Christian Wilkins because he looks happy but homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give him to the Giants. But I say those two are interchangeable. They could pick. No. It could go to six or three. Doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, again. It maybe there will be a trade. Maybe this is the this like way that. of Glenn signaling there will be a trade made there between the Giants and Jets, which has a good 0% chance of happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we still have the what, seven and nine picks to go, and then the number one overall in the 19, 2019 Glenn Beck. Have NFL I draft. selected the number one, the one that everybody is like, not oh, yet, yes, not yet. No, you have not. not, yet. not. No. You did discount one of the top three, though. Uh, in fact, a couple of the top three. Yeah, I will say the, the most really? excited yes. te- uh, team They're here. They're in the pile of discounted. Most excited team Clellan? Farrell? Quinnen? No. Quinnen no. Williams is... Quinnen Williams. But you and can't put him back in now. Nick Bosa. But you've well, already I want to take a look at him. I want to take a look no, at him. You can't choose him now. You've already discounted them. Oh. We need to take a break. We need to do our... we got three more All right, well, I have the, picks I have to the go. number nine <laughs> pick and the number one pick to go. Yes. Who's it going to be? <laughs> Only I know. <laughs> we'll do that in a second. Do you, though? <laughs> no, I think it's pretty clear he does. Okay. okay. Uh, Goldline is the uh, sponsor uh, this uh, half hour. And this is uh, something that's uh, kind of important, especially if you happen to be, um, I don't know, uh, a player who's about to go in the NFL and get a, a large portion of money, despite the fact you weren't necessarily projected to go in the draft where you where you did go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have some extra money to invest, and and maybe you go to Goldline for that because uh, Goldline is is a great way to protect yourself against the insanity the of like let's say person a- ever to talk to to talk to people about gold. This is the worst commercial I've ever heard. Well, it's your Goldline. commercial, and you're not doing it. Well, so I'm I am to busy it. trying to work on the NFL draft pick. That's what I'm doing. Can you not? I'm sell trying gold to delay while you start playing with your stupid magnets and start talking about gold. You're line. the one who told me to do the stupid magnets. You're in the middle of a gold oh line commercial. Gosh, do I it. I hate him so much. Okay, look. If you would like to be able to have something so you're not around a mob of people <laughs> like him when everything breaks down, I want you to go to Goldline right now. Goldline, it's a great investment. I've made this investment. I'm back. I've made a big investment in gold because I believe gold is insurance against insanity. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the world is going. Thus, the reaction to my very logical draft picks. <laughs> 
It is Goldline at Goldline.com. Call 866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for you right now at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or Goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, I'm going to dismiss Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray because uh, he's 5'10 <laughs> from Oklahoma. <laughs> and you're dismissing I mean, nobody's, him. Nobody's 5'10 and 195 pounds in the NFL. There have been people who have made this point, actually. Mm. Actually, there, there are a few. There are a few, but... There's uh, a few, and there have been a few. But, I mean, Kyler Murray... But you've discounted you know. him, so who's next? Can we get the next three picks, please? Well, I still had him in my go pile, but I was thinking about discounting him. <laughs> Daniel Jones... He's from Duke. You know who mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put him I'm going to put him up in the Buffalo Bills cuz he just looks like an eater. An he's eater. got his tongue out and he's like, mm, that looks delicious." <laughs> Again, Glenn. Because okay. in this photo, yes, his tongue out does not mean he walks around all the time with his tongue out. He likes buffalo, <laughs> buffalo wings. Okay. Uh, huh. they make great buffalo wings. It's the home of buffalo wings. I'm going to put uh, Daniel Jones up there. Intriguing and number pick one. from Buffalo. We still have number seven. Do you want to do number seven first and end oh, on number, number one? Seven. Oh, the Jaguars? Yeah. That's not even a team. Uh, it actually is. Yep. It's a team in Jacksonville. Uh-huh. Um, ah, I'm going to give it to Kyler Murray because he's a fast okay. runner. He's okay. got to be a runner. It's that so, small. Now, why would... Kyler why would, Murray goes number seven. Why would Jacksonville need a runner, per se, would you think? Because uh, Jaguars are like cheetahs. They're fast. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you more logic where than you I thought. What you're doing attached mm-hmm. to that. Okay. All right. All right. So on one the board more pick. still. On the, the number still. one pick. Going I to still the have Arizona Josh Cardinals. Allen, Byron Coward. I think those two are still out. Out. Quinnen Williams. He nope. looks like a football player. Devin White. Now you've already eliminated Quinnen Williams, I know. and then we gave you too much information on you that. Did, you did. So I, I hate to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. You already uh, had him. You got rid of him. That's why we uh, we we brought it up. Okay, the okay, number one okay, pick. Okay, okay, number one pick. I you just. <laughs> All right, I'm just number one pick. Uh, didn't I get rid of Nick Bossa? Right? Yes, yeah, you yeah, Bossa. Yeah, Bossa. Yes, Bossa you whatever. Did. I got rid of him. He's, mm-hmm. he's dead to me. Now Andre <laughs> Dillard <laughs> and Devin White. Uh huh. Now, I'm putting Cleon Farrell back in uh, because I have some information that he is good at something. Uh, I bet he is. But if you nice. look at them, mm-hmm. they all look happy. They do. Cleon does not look. He looks like he's faking it. Okay? Mm. But if you look at so Andre maybe... Dillard and Devin White, they look sincerely happy. That's nice that you're judging them that way. I like that. Mm-hmm. But no one wants to play football in a thousand degrees. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's true. It's very hot in Tampa. And the new stadium's not quite uh, ready. So I'm getting rid of Andrew Dillard. We're doing Arizona, though, now. Oh, we? Arizona. That's right. Well, so they, it's, have, they it's do have an Phoenix indoor stadium. Too. They do have an indoor stadium. They have an indoor stadium? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going Devin White. Because he looks White. the happiest. All right. Devin All right. White. And he's like, hey, I just picked number one. There you go. There you go. There it is. So, so let's give you the rundown here. Arizona Cardinals select Devin White. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers go QB with Drew Locke at two. New York Jets, uh-huh. Jawan Taylor at three. Oakland Raiders. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't tell me that San Francisco needed a, a quarterback. They don't. Uh, they don't. But oh, they so. selected a second one for some reason. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh Oakland, he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He is a quarterback. Oh, he was uh, white. I wanted to see if there was a chance that he was. Uh, do they draft for owners? Oh, that's right. Because I, the- Corey Booker 
The, I mean, I think the only white people are owners. They don't draft owners. They don't we're, draft we're told owners. told all the time no, that this is essentially slavery. So, right. These players. Right. So. Drew Locke cannot be an owner no. of the San Francisco 49ers. He can't no. be. No, he cannot. They'll never draft him for that. No. Oakland Raiders at four go Jonah Williams. <laughs> at five, the Tampa Bay Bucks with an interesting selection of Bunchy Stallings <laughs> at five. Uh, at six, uh, the Giants select Christian Wilk- yeah. Wilkins. Mm-hmm. Or Jawan T- Taylor. No, you don't get your oars. <laughs> We'll give you credit if they switch. If they trade those two picks, we'll give you credit. Jacksonville Jaguars select Kyler Murray. Uh, they're number at number seven. seven, which is kind of a surprise. Yeah, that, that Detroit, would be a surprise. Detroit Lions, Ed Oliver. Yeah, I, I almost cut him out. I yeah. thought Ky- Kyler, I don't think he's really a football player. <laughs> Do you so. think we're fooling you? Uh, number nine, Daniel Jones goes to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they've got a good quarterback situation there now, too. Mm-hmm. And Denver Broncos select Carl Ganderson at number 10. So here's what it kept. Can we now? These are locked in place yeah, now. Yeah, these anything. are locked in. Yeah. These so, are what, in. interesting selections here. <laughs> uh, San Francisco, as we mentioned, has a very highly paid quarterback. Yeah. And for them to select someone at number two that is Never a quarterback would be happen. very seems surprising. Let, yeah, let me tell you, if that unlikely. happens, mm-hmm. whoever the quarterback is for the 49ers, better watch your back because yeah. they're off on you because you are yeah. too expensive. Mm. Okay. Now, it is believed that Kyler Murray, the quarterback... Well, uh, the one that you discounted because he's 5'10 yes, and 190. ...will be the number one pick in the draft. Why would you do that? Is he a, he's is a, quarterback. He a fast runner? He is yes, also he's fast. fast. He's also fast. He can throw. Now, Jacksonville just signed a giant quarter uh, uh, quarterback contract with Nick Foles at 7, so it would be surprising to see them draft <laughs> another quarterback there. Kind of. Yeah. But, but this is uh, information that would have been helpful. <laughs> This all would have been information that would have been helpful. helpful. You know, if you would have told me their positions and what the teams needed, maybe I could have helped you out a little bit more. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, uh, we have uh, our oh. sponsor here this half hour. Oh, sorry, we're just we're just flowers. I'm just being told how terrible my picks are. Well, yeah, thank pretty you. terrible. One eight hundred flowers is the sponsor. Call. Yeah. Now, if you would like to send flowers to your mom because your mom loves you and your mom wouldn't set you up like this, your mom would never say, "Hey, honey, I want you to go on national radio and I'm going to withhold information from you so you look like an idiot." My mom wouldn't have done that. I, I'm sorry. On Monday, by the way, when do you want to schedule my Game of Thrones review? That's Monday, even, usual time. Even though I haven't seen it. Uh, 1-800-Flowers.com. But you have more to go on. No, I don't. I have yes, no information on these characters. 1-800-Flowers.com. If, you would like, if you'd like to order flowers for Mother's Day, now's the time to do it. 36 uh, beautiful pastel roses for $36. It's a dollar per stem. It's well worth it. This uh, ends tomorrow, so do it today. 1-800-Flowers.com. Get ahead on your Mother's Day. 1-800-Flowers.com and use the promo code BECK. The one very happy city after the NFL draft from Glenn Beck has to be Cincinnati, who picks number 11 and will have a wide selection of really good draft picks to choose from. Okay, I've got... uh... I've got some other picks that are, you know, would be surprising for the NFL, but uh, I I think could uh, could happen, could happen, could happen. So there might be some surprises uh, tonight. Yes. In the first round. All right. So uh, I'm going to send to the Jackson Jaguars. 
The Jacksonville. Jacksonville. You don't even know the cities of the NFL? Jack Jacksonville Jaguars. That's, that's a geography thing. It's not an NFL uh, knowledge thing. Yeah, well, you'll you'll understand why I don't care. Um, <laughs> number seven, uh, Bob Frank O'Rourke. <laughs> okay. Because they're going to select him? Yeah, because okay. right. <laughs> he's as much of a joke and a fake Mm-hmm. As they are a team, <laughs> so I, no, they, they were the AFC Championship game Doesn't just matter. a year before Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Who's ever heard of them? Uh, everyone, everyone the... who enjoys football. Corey Booker, <laughs> Corey Booker, Corey Booker, Spartacus himself. Yeah. going where? Uh, I'm going to send him to the Jets okay. because it's the New York Jets, and yet uh-huh. they live in New Jersey. And right. that's kind of Cory Booker as well. He's kind of like, I'm Spartacus, but no, he's not. You're not even in the right country. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's some sense to that one. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that now, uh, the number one draft pick, uh, I've, I've narrowed it down, and I'm going to send both. Okay. To one team? Yeah, to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, okay. Okay. You can't and, do that. That's against the rules, but... Okay, then I, anyway. okay, so that's against the rules? Yeah. Okay, so then I'm going to send to Tampa Bay, I'm going to send Elizabeth Warren. All right. Because, Based on... you know, that's where people go sometimes to retire. All right. And Bernie Sanders, because all old people eventually end up in Arizona or Florida. <laughs> so Bernie Sanders, number one pick for the Arizona Cardinals. 78-year-old Bernie Sanders going yes. to the Arizona Cardinals tonight. That'll be interesting. 6'6", six, six, 102 pounds. <laughs> I don't think he's 6'6". Six, six. Don't know, but he's, he looks know. like a stork. <laughs> so I'm looking over your NFL draft here, Glenn, and yeah. I, 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 think I've, I think there are three of the picks that could happen. Do you really? And uh, three of the picks that they're none of them are plausible. Mm-hmm. None of them are realistic possibilities, but they're above none 1%. Of percent. I okay. believe there are none three picks. I didn't even above. get anybody on the board. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't think you got anything. But I would say there's three Drew's picks. Drew's got some hope here. Well, yeah. wait a minute. If I Let's say I pick Drew Locke at mm-hmm. number two. If he's number three, four, or one, is that even close? I mean, that's close, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think... Though I'm trying to pick the exact team with the exact player, which is you know well, how you do these hard. things. However, Drew Locke will not go in the top five. No, mm, especially will not he will not go to or a team any like, of the top yeah. five in my top five. I mean, take Bunchy Stallings out because we uh-huh. all know. Right. Yep. But uh, <laughs> any in the top five that I have in the top five, any plausible? So. I would say there's one that's plausible, Jonah, which maybe? would be Jonah Williams yeah. going to the Raiders at number four because he's got to be. Uh, may I say he's defensive, right? <laughs> he's not. He's an offensive. Tackle. Well, he's in the wrong. They've misplaced him, miscast him because he look how mean he looks. He yeah, looks yeah. like I'm going to yeah, rip well. your face off. Yeah. Offensive tackles yeah. can be very mean. Very mean. Really very mean. Yes. Yes. So oh, offensive tackles. So mm-hmm. that's he's got you're blocking, for the tackling. You're in front of the quarter. You're yes. protecting the quarterback. There you go. Ah, yes. yeah. He'd be good at that. It's, he, it's weird how that, that he came to that conclusion after he picked all the te- draft picks. Yeah. Well, I yeah, you told is. me I couldn't look anybody up online. Mm-hmm. I don't watch football. What am I? What am I? You know, I just I, have to hey, look at what they look hey, like. You did a great job. Okay, I want you to think. I want you to know that you did a you great mean job. That? I do. Do you mean that? I do. You did a wonderful job. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I worked hard on it. You're welcome. Did work hard. I can you tell. Did. Yeah. You, you can tell. You spent a lot of time. Yeah, uh, for sure. You can tell. So I think that one's plausible. <laughs> I mean, Ed Oliver at eight would be a great pickup for the Detroit Lions, but yeah. possible. Yeah. I mean, theoretically possible. Because sometimes they slip. 
Yep. Sometimes they fall down to, to a spot where you wouldn't expect them to. He's he pro- belongs in Detroit. He's projected to yeah. be a number four uh, pick uh, to the Raiders. But you Oakland could, Raiders? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know that surprise look on his face that I saw. <laughs> could maybe go, it's a surprise because he went eight. Maybe or, or a surprise that he was like, that, you know, maybe I misread it. And he was like, what? I'm going to Oakland? That's crazy. Could mm. be. It could it's be. Possible. It could, could be. be. It's possible. Well, I'm excited to see this. I will be watching very closely. We will tweet out the, the picture of the Glenn Beck big board. <laughs> and I, a very interesting selection of Bunchy Stallings, by the way, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, we looked into Bunchy. Do you Bunchy. know who he is? Uh, Bunchy Stalling. Well, you have his. It says right up there. He's a six two three oh five from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also projected to be picked two hundred and sixteenth in uh, <laughs> in this particular Tampa. <laughs> Tampa, you get him cheap. <laughs> no, it's that's you not, get him cheap. No, it's the opposite. He's, it doesn't yeah. happen a lot where a six round uh, projection goes in the first round. It doesn't happen a lot. And I, but, so I, wait, I, you I, can't pick maybe why, why wouldn't you pick, Why wouldn't you pick some of the ones that are cheaper down at the bottom? No, you don't understand. Like that, we when you pick someone fifth, you pay them a lot. If yeah. you pick them two hundred sixteenth, you pay them a little. Mm-hmm. So you would want to pick someone later if possible. And I think Bungie might last a well, couple of rounds. Well, why would you have to pay him? If he's expected to be at 216, <laughs> yeah. he's expecting very little money, right? Yes. yes. So you go, hey, Bungie, mm. come to Tampa Bay. I'm still going to pay you crap, but you're at Tampa Bay. There's sort of a socialist price structure involved here in the way these picks go. They're kind of slotted into certain amounts. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so anyone oh, well, gets that's information you get... didn't give me. No, I didn't give you any information. You didn't give me that <laughs> information. And that shows. It that shows. You have to pay a certain amount? Basically, yeah. There's a, that's a very stupid small window. rule. It is. Actually. There are a lot of men who don't need to be given this information at the last minute. I don't know if you're aware of that. But, and hello, um, Mr. 1940. <laughs> yes. And there are a lot of yes. us that are there's metrosexual and there, absolutely proud of of it that's well i don't know if there's a lot but there's <laughs> at least you <laughs> did you know i found this out yesterday uh-huh do you know what the new york mets their real name is yeah the metropolitans that's crazy mm-hmm. didn't know that Seriously. i was on the air yesterday <laughs> and i was trying to you think of what this moment you would have loved this moment pat I was I was honestly trying. What were we talking about? We we're talking about the Yankees and that the Yankees should have to fold. And why? Because well, if Kate Smith uh, has to no longer have a statue because she sang one song or two songs that one of which at least was a was a parody of racists, but mm-hmm. she was saying a racist a song with racist lyrics many many years ago. Shouldn't the Yankees have to fold considering they wouldn't allow black players on the team until the 40s? Right. Huh? Uh, I mean, that's right. much like worse that. than okay. a couple of songs. I like right. that. So we should demolish the stadium yes. right away. And I yes. said that they should have, they couldn't use the Yankees name anymore. They'd have to come up with a new, with name. A new name, the worst name I could think of. And I was sitting there thinking, and I'm like, what would be just the worst possible <laughs> name for a New York team? And I thought... And I said to Stu, they should they should call themselves the Metropolitans. <laughs> like, no way. Yeah, yes, I really? did. And I really that's didn't crazy. know that that's <laughs> what the Mets were short for. <laughs> that's great. It's a horrible name. It is a real yes, name. The Mets should change yes, their name. Mm-hmm. There's a sportscaster in New York who drives people crazy because <laughs> oh, he them. calls them the Metropolitans well, every Metropolitan. single time he mentions the Mets. No one else on the face of this planet yes. calls the Mets the Metropolitans. Because he's insists yeah. upon Even doing it. I know, and you've just witnessed sports lovers. I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Even I know that's an embarrassing name. It is embarrassing. It that is. needs to go away. Yeah, yeah the old timey names like the we Cincinnati Redlegs, the, Nick- Red Legs, you the know? Knickerbockers, New York mm-hmm. Knickerbockers for bad. Knickerbockers is just kind of. <laughs> 
I don't know. The Metropolitans I, seems I, like you're, I don't know, you know, Knickerbocker sound like something tough. Really? Not to me. That isn't me. It's, uh, I always thought the, a really bad one was the Oakland Athletics. That's just like that's yeah. not you're not even trying. That's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing <laughs> athletics. We got it. Like, I, sounds like a that. gym. That's true. Sounds like a gym you go yeah. once to. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. and then you're just trying to cancel your subscription for the rest of the. And then they're like, "Hey, Oakland, you guys are the athletics." That's a really dumb name. They're like, "Well, we'll just call ourselves the A's." It's like the Oakland A's. That's just a letter. Like you, you guys are not even attempting to try here. <laughs> this is not a good effort. <laughs> You know the Packers isn't a great name either. No. Named after no. a meat packing plant. That's not that's not great. No, that's not that's great not either. Great. But you're admit. tough. If you're no. a meat packer, you're tough. You're, you are tough. You're tough. Yeah. Yeah. Have the A's thought about adding holes to their name? A holes? <laughs> that's a, that's that would work in today's culture. It would. It would be good. Modern. I'd it. wear that shirt. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast available everywhere you get them. Hey, by the way, uh, well, we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, uh, Norton Security. Norton Security, we've known forever, is is the best at what they do in protecting all of your uh, devices uh, from viruses and everything else. Well, now you've got an intentional virus. You have Google and Facebook and the NSA and everybody else that is monitoring every every keystroke that you do. You can go into a, you know, Starbucks and you can get on public Wi-Fi and they're going to somebody can just hack in. It's public Wi-Fi, man. It's like, you know, it's like a public toilet. It's not the place you want to spread everything out and just be like, I could have a sandwich in here. No. Uh, no. So so stop doing your banking, you know, with public Wi-Fi and stop eating your sandwiches in the toilet. Well, I'm saying you wouldn't do no, that. No, I'm just saying, I'm just in case someone was listening and confused. Oh, man. I mean, if you're eating your sandwich in your toilet, I mean, you've got. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this probably product's not for you. A VPN. You need a virtual private network, a Norton Secure VPN. This makes sure that nobody's putting cookies on anything. Nobody is tracking you. Nobody is, uh, you know, monitoring you. Nobody can hack in because you're using a different, you're using a ghost network. It's a VPN. You think maybe, oh, that's something like spies would have. Well, yes, but it's also something that I think everybody's going to have in the very near future. A VPN, it will keep you secure. Norton, the leader in cyber uh, security, is is the person that you need this VPN from, and you can get it by going to Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. Costs you three bucks a month, just over three bucks, like three thirty three a month. If you sign up for a year, you download the app, you put in the uh, the password once, and then it gives you it gives you the entrance to the World Wide Web uh, through their VPN, and nobody's tracking you. It's Norton.com slash VPN. Do it now. So Joe Biden uh, went and announced that he's. What a shock running for president of the United States. And he came right after uh, Donald Trump. And we have an expose on Joe Biden in two parts that you need to see. It's free. You can find it on the Glenn Beck YouTube page. You can find it on glennbeck.com. I'm sure it's up on my Facebook. And, it's on your Twitter as well. And Twitter as well. Um, and, and watch this. The truth about Joe Biden. It's pretty staggering. It's pretty staggering. He's number 20 in the race now and we still expect a couple of more to get in here in the next couple of weeks 
uh, but number 20 of Democratic candidates that are getting into the race. Um, can I can I just say something, I, you know, because I know nothing about sports at all, as it's quite air- apparent if you've been uh, listening uh, this hour. <laughs> uh, but I'm struck by the socialist kind of structure of football. Yeah, I, I agree with you on this, because basically they slot in these salaries for all these players. So if you're that's first crazy, pick, you get this salary and that's it. There's not a negotiation. It's just part of the deal. Second pick, same thing, because the owners were afraid that they would pay the players too much they kept making mistakes and like well we keep making mistakes you have to change the system i don't know don't make mistakes right like that's well it is kind of point a of bet, the league. though it is kind of a bet yeah it's a bet but yeah. i mean you know but it's but interesting that's... they do that and then they also have a salary cap so you cannot spend more than a certain amount on your players also though they have a salary minimum that you cannot spend less than a certain percentage on your players uh, as averaged over four or five years because they don't want player you don't want teams to you know basically go for bargain basement players and but be see, non-competitive it, because you're the nfl and all of these are franchises so the franchise controlled by the nfl correct mm-hmm. so um you can understand it because it's trying to take care of itself the health of for instance you know the patriots winning the super bowl <sighs> right everybody you know yawns. what i mean yeah. the 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 yankees winning the world series oh what a surprise right and you kind of want you want your team to be competitive you know but you you it what makes a team fun to root for is sometimes it sucks sometimes it doesn't in those good years that are yeah. surprises you you kind of don't care and so it hurts the health of the nfl yeah and i, I you could argue it's the health i mean basically what they're trying to do is manipulate the outcomes for these for these teams They're trying to say that bad teams have to get good and good teams have to get bad. They're trying to hurt the teams at the top and quote unquote help the teams at the bottom. But it's their own it's their own rules. It's not outside government and it's not trying to hurt the uh, the good teams in New York just because that's not fair. No, because it hurts the health of the entire all teams. You don't you you eventually just jetted these these you know jackson jaguar jacksonville jaguars how much are they going to be worth and they're not going to be able to compete with the giants or the jets financially correct. so correct and and that's understandable and they have an interest right in the jacksonville jaguars have an interest yeah they all have an interest in yes. trying to have a competitive balance correct um you know that is you know so what makes it exciting yeah, yeah, that's that is what. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You want the teams. You want your. You don't want your team to go twenty five years without making the playoffs, right? Right. But I mean, as you apply this, nor the, I contend, and mm-hmm. I'm sure sports people would disagree with me. Nor would I want my team to go twenty five years and winning every time. Well, I, I is, want my team to do that, but it's not good for the. It's not exciting for the league, and it would right? be exciting for you as a fan. I mean, it would be exciting for me as a fan to have the Eagles only win because it's the Eagles. <laughs> yes. Never. You just seen how excited it was when they won one. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I know. So, but I mean, you of course root for your team to win. Mm. However, you know, as a the league as a whole looks at this and says, okay, well, we don't want the same teams to win every year, and we don't want the same teams to be horrible every year. So they put in what are largely socialist policies to manipulate outcomes to bring everyone to this middle, right? That's what Elizabeth Warren wants to do, right, with the country. And, you know, in a way, it's it's defeating merit, right? If the New England Patriots are good enough to beat everybody every single year, in theory, you should not be stopping them. They're just winning, right? But if it's a if it's a game, mm-hmm. like I don't want to see you want it manipulated, right? Yes, because you're, it's, I, a, it's a game. I don't want to see the U.S. military go against the uh, you know Delaware Cub Scouts mm-hmm. if it's a game. If 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 I'm you know part of the U.S. and 
and the Cub Scouts are in rebellion, I'm glad that it's the Cub Scouts. We could take care of it pretty quickly. But if it's a game, I want to see my... We don't have to use any of our planes. We don't have to use any of the real plays because it's such an easy thing to walk all over them. Yeah, and it can work in a game. It doesn't work on society. Correct. You can't just Correct. punish people because they've done a good job and, and reward people for not doing a good it's job. It's the free market system saying in this one company, if you will, NFL, these are our rules. It's fine. You're listening to Glenn Beck.